Welcome to Are We Doing This? A podcast with four internet friends who have no idea what they're doing. We got Jay, who's a fancy boy. Connor, who likes nature. Isaac, who likes bikes. And Xavier. He's Xavier. Let's get on to the show. You find yourselves awoken on foreign shores. Before you is a steep bank and a tunnel made out of brick. You're sitting next to two other brothers. There's three of you here. What do you do? Um, Investigate the tunnel. Leave the other brothers behind. Which way do you go, Xavier, when you leave the other brothers behind? Up. Okay, so Xavier starts climbing up the embankment. No, I Isaac, think Xavier's one in of some the brothers. kind of a weird, like, Matrix Neo situation where he just, like, he just flaps his uh, trench coat and flies up straight up into the air. Oh, yep. wow, okay. Isaac and Jay, you guys look over on the shore of this river. It's a foggy day, and the man next to you, he begins floating in the air. There's a tunnel nearby. What do you do? I already said I investigate the tunnel. Isaac makes for the tunnel. Jay, what do you do? I kill Isaac. Whoa! And not Xavier? Xavier's clearly the threat. Xavier's next. Xavier might be on a reach. Wait, so, Jay, what weaponry do you have on you? Oh. On your actual person right now? Oh. Like a sharp pen? Um, I have a Hit him with a coach light. I have a small hand crossbow. <laughs> wow, okay, all right. So, Jay, you pull out a small hand crossbow, and you fire it at Isaac. Isaac, do you make motions to defend, or is this your fate? Uh, my AC is 18, so... Oh, so you're just going to go for uh, it, oh, so, here, so, hold on. so you're in, like, full plate armor trenching through the woods here? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you did not plan for this. Jay. Wow! Jay's crossbow bolt does successfully clip Isaac, and... Uh, it gets kind of like, um, it, it hits him and gives him a cut on his arm. Uh, but Isaac does successfully make it into the tunnel. Uh, oh. Xavier, meanwhile, you are floating in the air. You can um. see a little bit more through the fog. You see that on the far shore of the river, there's some kind of buildings, and that above the beach, there's train tracks, and that beyond the train tracks, which are going with the shore. This is just Pittsburgh, just isn't it? No, no, no. Not uh, my next strategy is to erase Jay's There's a valley with my mind. Whoa. All right. Um, Xavier, that's an extremely tough thing for a psychic to do. Uh, you understand that that comes with a lot of consequences if that's the action you choose to take, right? What are the consequences? I mean, you're going to have to roll on the wild uh, psychosis table. I'm going to have to roll that for you. I do it. As well as the uh, psychic surge table. Uh, Jay, do you have any psychic defenses or just the crossbow? Oh, I have all the psychic defenses. Psychic defenses, right, right. one through ten. You're like a phoenix fireman. You've risen from the ashes, and so you can't actually be damaged by brainwaves. Right, uh, I've rolled. Uh, oh my god, Xavier rolls a natural 20. Um, Jay, you gotta mute yourself, man, just for a little bit. Nope. Jay flips out of you. existence. We've talked about this. <laughs> I feel like all right, all right. if I had known this was going to be a PvP kind of situation, I would have prepared my spells differently. Oh, well, Isaac, what do you do? I just Now that in the there's corner a floating man because... in the air, okay, you no, just, I just leave them I'm in the just going to weep because I thought these were my brothers, and they've 
each and every one of them has betrayed me in some way. And I haven't betrayed I'm, you. I'm, I'm bleeding at the mouth of the tunnel. I heal Isaac. Uh, it's, it's not your Xavier, turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. Xavier, as your healing thoughts your go order? towards this man who's on the ground below you, it's not your turn to act, but you are thinking, man, I should heal this guy. You look past the train tracks and down at the valley that's beyond them. Uh, the tunnel clearly leads into the valley as well, and you see a sign. It says, Dead Man's Hollow. And we're out! Is that prescriptive or descriptive? Can we move on now? We're out. Yeah. No, we're out. You didn't need to say, can we move on? We're just... <sighs> so I, I want to say... I want to say... And this comes from... This comes from a very... <laughs> I can't believe you guys rolled with that. <laughs> this comes from a very good place. Um, but I want to say to Xavier, um, I'm really glad that, Connor, you did that in that, that little bit at the beginning because it gave me an opportunity to sort of compose myself and collect my thoughts. Um, and that's what I did. I know that I can come off a bit harsh sometimes, so I'll try to remain as calm and collected as I can. But... Um, Xavier, the intro that you did was uh, genuinely awful. Um, it was nasally and tone deaf. Uh, you cannot sing, and may a god I do not believe in have zero mercy on your soul. Um, that's I just that's what I wanted to say about the intro. Oh, that, and just when I think that it can't get any worse than it has been in the past, you find a way to make it worse. And I think that's wow. like a good. I think that's like a that's like, like you you dig deep, and I I I, I guess I I guess I appreciate that. I don't know. I was just no wonder he erased you from existence. <laughs> I'm glad Connor had something prepared because I was just knocked speechless by Xavier and. Uh I was I'm so not aghast. sure it was in a good way. No, I was so aghast. I was I was ready to like go full tilt, but if like anyone would like me to do the intro again, but correctly I can. Wait, no, you did it correct the first time, Xavier. I'm gonna side with you and not these other two bozos. Everyone can sing. Everyone can try to sing, and no one can tell you that what you're doing is wrong. Well, what he did was wrong. I did tell no, him that. No, 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 no. What he did was good, and it was good that he tried. And it's always important to make an effort to sing because singing is a beautiful thing. And you shouldn't harsh on other people's voices. You can correct them if you want, if they ask for it. But did Xavier ask? No, Xavier did not ask. Jay is just inserting his opinion where his opinion doesn't belong. Yeah, then don't tell people that they have a nasally voice. There's no way for them to correct that, Jay. It's like telling someone... <laughs> Oh, there's ways for them to correct it. I can't listen. I can't dance, so I keep my bony white ass off the dance floor. You okay? see, I can dance. The way to correct right, it, but Jay, you could the learn way to correct how it is to just dance. not to sing. But you could learn how to sing. Why would you harsh that in other people? That's a beautiful creative urge, and it's fucked up that you were like, no, no, don't do it. Is that your Jay impression? <laughs> That's my nasally Jay impression. <laughs> yeah, talk yeah, I mean, of, of all the people that talk about being nasally. <laughs> <laughs>
this has quickly so, become a podcast about us just tearing each other apart. Well, like, here's the thing, though. No, it isn't. What I appreciate about you, Connor, is that you have, like, this magical way of, like, finding the good in everybody, in every situation, and every conversation. Um, and then there's people like me. And uh, I don't know. I call it how I see it. <laughs> I think not enough bad shit has happened to you, Jay. Oh, I think plenty of bad stuff has happened to me. Mm, okay. Well, uh, in some people, uh, bad experiences cause empathy to grow within them. Oh, I go in a different direction. <laughs> um, go on. So, yeah. Like, oh, do like, tell. Like, I... Where does adversity take you, Jay? Oh, where it takes me, it, hell. it holds my hand gently and takes me along the path of grudge holding. I am a champion grudge holder. Um, yeah. What's the oldest grudge you have? Oh, I definitely have one from preschool. Uh, against with, whom? And about what? Uh, against um, a uh, girl who we didn't have a sandbox because it was indoors, but we had like a rice box and you didn't like play in the rice box, but you like had like toy trucks and stuff. And, um, uh, you know, like little like things that you played around with, like in the rice. And it was like all kinds of fun. And, um, uh, she threw some rice at me, uh, one time and I did not like it. And I have held that grudge ever since preschool which is a long time however in like 2002 three, four, she did drown and so i kind of let the grudge go a little bit thin but in the back of my mind i still think one day if i ever see her again i'm gonna get that bitch back are a terrible person it's true that's that's one of the worst things i've ever heard anyone say <laughs> <laughs> i mean coming from jay it's just a tuesday but <laughs> so little little five-year-old Jay is in this classroom. There's rice on his face, and he feels the hot Flighted. flash he of blood slighted. rush to his face. He can feel the tears welling up. The emotion in his brain is shame, anger, upsetness, sadness, regret, remorse. Um, too many emotions. Too many. Too many emotions, too many emotions. I'm like a classic French novel. I'm just full of, like, passion and revenge. Right, okay. So a sort of Count of Monte Cristo-esque, just, like, deep well of preschooler anger wait, overcomes wait, your tiny wait, body. Wait, have we talked about this? The Count of, We've talked about the Count of Monte Cristo on the show. That's, like, one we of my favorite books ever. mentioned the Count ever. of Monte Cristo, yeah. Okay. Really? Monte Cristo's so, your so, favorite book? It's one of your my tiny, favorite books. Your tiny 60-pound child body is filled with thousands of pounds of rage for this other five-year-old. And that feeling inside that small child has just persisted for 30 years and remains mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Even though that lady died after she grew up. Yep. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Jay, do you hate me? Are you going to have a grudge against us when the podcast ends? Will that be our legacy? Wait, the when hatred the podcast, in your heart? When the podcast ends today or like when the podcast ends indefinitely? 
Indefinitely. Well, mm, like, do you already have a grudge against each one of us that will last beyond our death? Um, our individual deaths? Our respective I deaths? I have lesser grudges against all of you in some form or another. Ozymandias, King of Kings, tell us more about what boundless tracts of lonely waste and sand remain. I, next to I, the glory I think they, that is your grudge for I us. prefer that they. I prefer. Why, that, why are you upset with Isaac? I am not upset with Isaac. I just wish that he, he has a grudge against me. I just wish that he. You know, I like for things to manifest themselves organically. And so, like, you know, when Isaac starts to talk about camping, I can go, oh, God, God, please, no, God. You know, it's tough to just start listing things unless it's like, you know, the case of like Xavier singing, in which case, like, that was really bad. But wait, oh, so um, you're into the grudge. You're holding on to the grudge because, like, it, it makes you happy. Oh, I love a good grudge. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. But so that, you're never going to forget this girl. You've um, been you've been pining for this girl, even though she's been dead for years. No, I have not been pining for her. I just want to take. I mean, it. you've been pining for her hatred. No, this is this is strange, listeners. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get out of this. Let's do it. Let's do a jazz break and talk some talk about something besides <laughs> what an awful human being I am. <laughs> Come on, that's my favorite topic. So I have a mystery, brothers. Yeah, we can also talk about national treasure. No mystery. Well, it will. I think this will help us get to national treasure it's a, it's oh, a mystery all right let involves, me don my deer scalker cap it involves thievery deer scalker it involves midnight shenanigans and oh you're selling past the clothes brother go ahead just, just the, go ahead. Uh, a number of years ago a friend of mine moved from a beautiful house in the suburbs to a loft in the city and when she did she gave me her yard bike and a yard bike, if you're not aware of the concept, is a bike that you uh, perhaps lean up against part of your garden in, in, against a tree or something similar as a decoration. And uh, so we had that yard bike in our front yard for a number of years. And one morning we woke up and we realized this, and this was several years ago, we realized our yard bike was gone. And we had actually no idea when it disappeared um because you know it's a it's a it's a kind of furniture really and sometimes you don't uh it's when something becomes so common to you, you you don't necessarily notice if it's there or not it just is a thing well this earlier this week we woke up and i'm, I'm sending you a picture of our previous yard bike from a number of years ago and uh we woke up earlier this this week and there was something new in our garden in the front yard there was a new yard bike somebody what came the by hell? in the middle of the night one one year and stole our yard bike and several years later 
someone came by in the middle of the night and left a yard bike. And this yard bike is chained to our tree. So it's not like it just got like got there accidentally. Somebody made took the effort to go and wrap a wrap a chain around the tree, lock it up, and and they left this beautiful yard bike. We have no idea who it came from. We have a number of suspects, but they're all they all have alibis. Was it the bike shop? I don't believe so. Did I don't think they it? like me enough to have put a yard bike in my in my yard. Did I think anyone about your lamenting of your lost yard bicycle? We have over the past several years. So like there are a number of suspects. Maybe it's the same person who felt bad and decided it to It could be. A bike. My 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 daughter posits that it was the person who took it was perhaps homeless and uh they needed a bike. Needed a bike. They needed maybe the money from selling the bike or from the selling the the metals uh, metals to uh to get by and now several years later they've they're in a better place uh, they're in, they're in a better place they've earned some extra money and they felt they've always felt bad and they've always loved um they've always felt grateful for the hand up that our yard gave them and they wanted to make things right and so they that's not it that's not it at all so have either have any have any of you ever heard of uh, a place called the skinwalker ranch i dropped a link into the show notes for the wikipedia article like no but that's a name like isaac i think like (laughs) isaac i think you might live like on like a skin biker ranch they just bring these things to you that is possible we are at the confluence of several rivers and streams and you know it's a it, it it was it has been a place of human habitation for uh, centuries. Yeah, right. I think Isaac, if you guys had looked closer, you would actually have found that the bike that just got left here now is, in fact, the bike that got taken, but not nearly so rusty. It is not the same bike. As if it got left here after it got taken there, because. It's a single bike. Is that a time traveling tree? Is that a time traveling tree? Well, or a time traveling bicycle? All trees are time travelers. God, I, we, I hate it when you and Connor say this fucking shit about nature. Bike? Is there a ghost bike? It could be a time traveling bike. You know, this could be because there's a number of accessories that are on the bike now that were not on the previous yard bike, and perhaps. Uh, I don't know if it has gone forward or backward in time, if this is a younger version or an older version. What's this, white, what's this white and orange sticker? What's the white, white and orange sticker, sticker I actually... Uh, the white and orange sticker is a uh, bicycle license for From the, the city of St. Louis Park. And uh, also a, a secondary permanent... The orange one is a permanent bicycle license for the city of Edina. So, which is if I if I'm correct, that is that is within within range. We will. Say. It is that's that's where the cake eaters live from uh, the, the mighty ducks. Um, I I'm our bicycle license is still whoa, nineties movie deep cut. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. Our, mm-hmm. our bicycle license is still a thing, Isaac. Uh, <gasps> Geistical. 
Ah, that's Stop a good one. I'm trying Basical. to think of titles. We're not using we're not using Polterbike. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> okay. Right. Stop it. Just stop it. This is Connor's wanna... inner filmmaker coming out. We have to wanna... let him express that. I want to say something. I want to say something. So, yeah. you know, Isaac, I do give you a lot of shit for telling some of the most just utterly boring stories I've ever heard in my life that like don't have any point and like I'll never get that time back and I do hold small grudges against you for it but you like the this bicycle narrative has intrigued me this is this is interesting you've succeeded in like you've ex you have succeeded in spinning a narrative that has drawn me in well Thank you. Yeah, I guess in its own sort of hyper-local way, this is almost some kind of bicycle national treasure. Are you all familiar with a uh, film? Hmm. Called National Treasure? Well, I did, well, I did watch it. We gotta talk about that. Um, have you heard of a film called Safety Blood Not Circus? Guaranteed? Yes. Yes, I have. So... It's about John Antor and the uh, weird time traveling ad. Yes. Or yes. John Teeter, sorry. John Teeter. Well, either way, I don't want to spoil that film for the listener uh, because it's a good film. And Aubrey Plaza's in it, and she is great. It's like Garden State, but with time travel, right? Mm. I mean, it's got Aubrey Plaza in it, so probably. I don't know. Doesn't Garden State have like a nice Simon and Garfunkel soundtrack? Garden State soundtrack is uh, all over the map. And yeah, I think there is some guy, Simon and Garfungal, but also a lot of hipster stuff from the nice early 2000s. It was very hip. Hipster cinema, if you will. So what are you going to do before we move on to National Treasure? Like, what are you going to do about this time traveling bike? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. I think. Why are you laughing, Connor? It the Polter bike because the time be traveling hey, bike I, is basically up. the same Connor, thing as National what, Treasure. What is so funny about me asking what? He, okay, stop, stop the fucking podcast. Uh, you, we, we start off by bringing me down and recognizing that I'm a truly horrible human being. I attempt to redeem myself by telling Isaac that for once in his godforsaken life, he's actually told an interesting story on the podcast. And I've tried to like follow up with him and say like, hey, what are you going to do about this time traveling bike? And you start cackling like a witch. Like what's wrong with that line of questioning? Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with that line of questioning. I'm cackling because it segues so well into the ridiculous Nicolas Cage movie that we're about to talk about. In his front yard, and you want to talk about a movie that came out 16 years ago. I want to talk a little bit more about the bike. We have the time. Isaac, what are you going to do about your time-traveling bicycle? I think I'm just going to leave it there. I mean, it's Oh, my God. I might take that. I might You're take so the rack boring. off the front and you put it what? on my cruiser. Let's just talk about National Treasure. It's fine. Do you have a time traveling bike and your your solution no, is to just leave okay, it there? Here's, here's you have the like no thing. like you have no, no like tests you're gonna run? You're not gonna like set up a cam? I'm you're afraid. Not gonna, like... I'm afraid. I'm afraid of it because there is a th there are the bones of a possum underneath it. Oh. You got the lead there, man. You gotta start with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to start with that. I'm not sure that they're connected, but right, there's... you know, because time travel—that's a whole science fiction thing. Bones of a no, possum. No, no, no. Possum bone speaks to a haunted well, bike. It, the bones of the possum are there because 
previously, a day or two earlier, an owl had been eating the possum underneath. Oh that yes, I've seen this picture. So. I'm not sure if they're connected. I'm not sure if the owl, the possum, and the bicycle are connected. It seems unlikely that they would they're be not. The title of the next no, they're Narnia not. book. The, the owl, owl, the, the bicycle, possum, and the bicycle. Poss- no, that would be the title of a John Belair's book. Oh, the owl, the possum, and the bicycle definitely our hipster indie band. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Jay, you're going to play guitar. Oh, that. <laughs> Jay's going to be the oh, dancer. I will play the oud. I'll sing. No. Jay, Jay will be a backup dancer. No. I'll play the theremin. <laughs> Isaac's going to play one of those sick-ass basses on his wall. Oh, my God. Isaac is actually going to grow multiple sets of arms, and he's going to play guitar, lead guitar, and bass guitar, and uh, backup well, I'm a little worried if I mess with a bicycle, I may end up with multiple sets of arms and legs, so... Or tetanus. I'm just gonna leave it. I think oh I'm my god! The guitars will hang off of your belly like little baby possums. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. <laughs> uh, I'm putting have... links in the show notes for. Uh, I did put link for the Deerstalker cap, which is the, also known as the Sherlock Holmes cap. Uh, and then I'm also putting links in the show notes for a theremin and for the movie Safety Not Guaranteed, which incidentally uh, just landed free on Netflix today. So for any listener that wants to check that out, you're intrigued by our conversation about Isaac's uh, magical time traveling bike. You might be interested uh, in this film free on Netflix. But yeah, we can move on. Okay. Do we have to talk about National Treasure? Yeah, I mean, the whole point of today you made is me watch it. National Treasure. <laughs> um, brothers, I have to tell you about something I did for National Treasure. What'd you do for National Treasure? I watched it. What'd you do? I peanut buttered. What? You, like, assigned this, and you didn't even... I've seen it before. Okay, okay. Isaac? I didn't assign uh, it. Jay I, was, it. I was... I did not assign it! I was explicitly not assigned to watch this movie. Uh, we have watched it. Oh, right. We have, we have watched for... it in the last three to six weeks. So I'm I'm reasonably prepared to discuss National Treasure. However, I did not watch it. Right. And having watched it recently myself, I can definitely say that a child should not be exposed to this movie more than like once it a quarter. It will possibly make their brain leak out of their ear. Uh, yeah. Yes, brain ear leakage. But it's good. It's a good kind of brain ear leakage. I don't think any kind of brain ear leakage is a good kind of brain ear leakage. Not I, that attitude. I can also just feel Jay's hatred bubbling <laughs> up through the, through the internet right now. No, I'm just cleaning out my fingernails, waiting for you guys to get on with the podcast. Wait, we're, we're in the podcast. We're in the thick of it, man. We're talking about this National not Treasure. T- I thought that... Uh, starting to talk about I National that... Treasure. You're not actually talking about National Treasure yet. You're talking about talking about, talking about National Treasure. I thought... Sean Bean's character was going to die by the end, as is traditional for Sean Bean's characters. Nope. Nope. He did not. He lives. Yeah, I sh- you know, we should sound <laughs> the spoiler horn. So, yeah, it's a 16-year-old film, but there is going to be spoilers for the Nick Cage flick from 2004, National Treasure. Okay? We are will, going to. There will be spoilers. I will do Thank the spoiler you. horn sound effect quick. Yes. <laughs> Quick question, Xavier. Are yes. you confusing Garden State and The Graduate? 
Possibly, but I don't think so. Because the graduate. Oh, I think he might be. I can imagine that he is. The graduate is. is uh, it's about disillusioned college graduate, and I believe that Garden State also is uh, somehow related to graduation. No, I am thinking uh, of Garden State. I I am thinking of Garden State. I'm thinking of the song by Simon and Garfunkel, The Only Living Boy in New York. Hmm. Right. Which is in Garden State. Mm, I'm still pretty sure you're thinking about... uh, No, I'm thinking of... uh, I know what I'm thinking of. Xavier, you thought that the Planet of the Apes was rated R. Your feels f- like it should your be. Thoughts on, um, your thoughts on film cannot be trusted. I know what movie I'm thinking about this time. Okay, so where National Treasure loses me is that, like, halfway through the film, once things have started to really involve weaponry and guns and explosions and, like, a real disregard for human life, Riley, the hacker character, do you remember mm-hmm. him? Well, he, like exploits a black kid that's somewhat true i he just is like you know i can't i can't be seen looking at all this this dangerous these dangerous clues because the clues are being monitored but you know who can be seen looking at them mm, random little black kid that i give dollar bills to <laughs> so it hasn't exactly yeah. held up <laughs> yeah as like a 33 year old man he just looks around and he's like oh man that seven-year-old black kid oh shit yeah that kid's going right into the line of fire sean bean is gonna jump him Oof. and shoot him with a knife or whatever I really only the movie got if weird I, if i get quiet for a little bit i i really only have one scene that i have any desire to discuss and that probably won't happen for a while so continue is it the scene where they go to Urban Outfitters and start changing so that Nicolas Cage yep. can flirt? Because it really set Urban Outfitters in every single frame of that scene somewhere and in the background. they paid dearly for that. Urban Outfitters or the movie yeah. paid dearly? No, Urban Outfitters. So what I liked about the movie, and there was really only one thing I liked about the movie, was that they do, and it's good we hit the spoiler horn, they do find the, the national treasure... And the national treasure is like indescribably awesome. Yes, and I mean that's great, right? Like when they actually sort of light the fires and the large extent of the full real treasure room reveals itself and the Dead Sea Scrolls are there, the like contents of the Library of Alexandria preserved. The, you know, the secrets of Jerusalem and Rome that the Templars were able to, like, grab from those places. Extant, you know? And now the Smithsonian and the, uh, all these other institutions have them, right? So all of these secret histories that the first movie kind of relies upon as the basis for the movie, at the end of the movie, they're given out to the public. They're given out to the world. So I'm excited for National Treasure 2 in this kind of post-secret history world where everyone is super hip to the idea that all the family secrets are real and that all clues must be explored. Because Nick Cage will play like a super famous treasure hunter dude who kind of like ushered in this new post-history, secret history era where we know who killed JFK and that it was the aliens. I'd be all for that. I'm so excited to watch National Treasure 2. I heard it came out in 2009. Mm -hmm. 
Weren't you supposed to do that for the challenge? I think that what I've described is exactly how they're going to start it, and I am excited to see Connor, what goes. Connor, I hate to break it to you, but National Treasure nope. 2... Nope, don't do National that. National Treasure 2? Don't. It's just... It's two I... and a half hours of them repatriating all of the various artifacts to the cultures that they were stolen from. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, it's the boring UN version where it just all goes into a bureaucracy, and then there's like awkward white people kind of like handing over stuff to other people over and over and over again for two hours while Werner Herzog goes like they did not know what they were doing, and yet they were still. Guilt, really. Yeah, the, 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 they did their best to make it interesting. There were a lot of Indiana Jones style uh, maps with with dotted lines and airplanes and and all that. But there's only so much you can do, even with uh, the great Werner Herzog involved. Mm. So that's National Treasure Two. UNESCO Boogaloo. Jay, what scene was it that you were most interested in talking about? Well, it's 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 you know, towards the end. So if there's more to discuss about the the movie, by all means, te- tease it out. I I can wait. I think we're ready. <laughs> no, there's really oh, not. Okay. We've already, we've already I mean, like, to the point there's where there's a massive repatriated. explosion on a soundstage, and like they steal the Declaration of Independence, like it doesn't matter. And the FBI is like a bunch of cavalier cowboys. What a weird movie. It, it exists in, like, a United States cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's like, actually, United. like, whereas, like, Xavier is just sort of, like, lazy and belligerent and, like, blatantly didn't watch it, like, I specifically didn't watch it because there's a scene at the end that goes <laughs> straight to my heart and uh, leads me to not be able to rewatch uh, this movie. Um, that is... Uh, at the end, it might even be like among the last scenes. So it's like Riley uh, um, is okay. upset that the you know they turned down the ten percent finder's fee for the treasure. They accept a smaller amount, but they're all pretty wealthy. You know, they're outside of that big fancy house that um, Ben and Abigail are presumably going to buy or move into or what have you. And then Riley quote unquote drives off into the sunset in this red Ferrari that he buys. And it's like very audibly and very clearly like a manual transmission Ferrari with like a gated shifter that Riley cannot drive. And like the gears grinding on that majestic beast of a horseless carriage just is just hurts my heart. So I, it kind of kills the movie for me. Oh, but didn't the coach lights in that scene like bring? Shut it the fuck you? up about the coach lights. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> break us out of here. They were like, so prominent too. They were like, they were like uh, middle middle distance. They were right close to the camera, man. <laughs> I thought uh, you, Jasper, <laughs> please insert <laughs> now. (laughs) 
I would like to talk about something I have a deep passion for, and I feel like Jay will have a deep passion for. Yeah, I think we've covered. I think we've covered National Treasure sufficiently. Do I really have to watch National Treasure two? No. <laughs> and we've already told you everything that happened. So the, the boring UNESCO version. And I think that my version of National Treasure oh, oh, two. Oh no, is no no like no 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 Connor. There's an asterisk way. to that. You should kind of watch National Treasure 2. You should not watch the actual film itself, but you should watch like the last 10 minutes to see what the potential setup of National Treasure 3 is going to be if we ever get it. That's what I think you should do. I mean, oh, okay. So I should kind of skim National Treasure 2 so that next week we can discuss, we can play together in the hypothetical rice box of <laughs> treasure three <laughs> and we can throw rice right in your face jay you know i i, I would say this for national treasure i don't think it's a good movie uh, national treasure too i don't no, think it's, it's a good not. movie but they are fun movies and sometimes nope. you just need a fun stupid movie like blood circus no, 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 like no, 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 no. See, a Nicolas Cage movie that's fun is a Nicolas Cage movie where Nicolas Cage is like coked out of his mind and behaving erratically and behaving in an like extremely adult so national treasure. Wait, or Mandy. Um, but Ghost Rider, Face Mandy. Off. Um, he's the one absolutely... with the elevator and the devil. Oh, I've never seen. Wait, yeah, I saw that one. I saw. I that don't. One. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans? No, the, the the one with the elevator and the devil, and the toast side down, the devil is with us. Um, mm, we, are you talking about Angel? No, no, he's talking about the devil. I remember that. This, this, Xavier, uh, what's, give us a quick rundown of that movie again. I've seen it, but I can't remember the details. Uh, trapped in an elevator with the yeah. devil. Scientists say toast side down, devil is here, toast land side down. I don't remember anything else. Okay. Okay. Am I wrong? I don't. I was asking because I don't remember. Oh, I thought you were trying to shame me again. No, I was actually trying to like get you to participate, but you fucked that up too. So trapped in an elevator with the devil. Trapped in an elevator with the devil. Trapped in. Trapped in. Trapped, trapped in, in my soul with the devil. The toast is upside down. Upside down. Anywho, moving on. So that reminded me right there of the girl from the North Country. God damn it. What the is girl that? from the North Country. Who is that? Is a song. Who's she? It's a duet sung by uh, Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. With Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. And if you get a Whoa. chance, you need to listen to the duet version. Because it is Bob Dylan at his most Bob Dylanist singing along so with Johnny the Cash at his Johnny Cashesnest. Neither of them give up anything to the other in terms of their singing styles or the way that their voices work together. Their voices do not work together at all. And it's amazing. It is the strangest duet I think I've ever heard. 
need to work on it. My endings. Electrical home appliances too. Money always comes right back to you. Oh my god, can you please stop singing? You're really not good at it. You save big money. You Whoa, save Jay, big you money. Stop, stop when you shop Menards. Menards. Fuck off, Jay. I, I dropped my... <laughs> I dropped my uh, coach light into the show notes. Every kiss begins Kay. with K. And every jerk begins with J. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that's a $260 coach light. Actually, no, sorry. That's like a $290 coach light with a $31.90 mail-in rebate. Uh, plus installation. Pittance. Yeah, you can put pittance. it in. You can put it in yourself. Come on, you can put no. that in yourself. Oh yeah, we've, no, we've no, 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 no. One does not. No. Yeah, one does not install one's own coach. Oh. Light. You get the servants to do that. That's just not what's done with. Coach oh, my lights. dad could install a coach light himself. Isaac, they're called the help. I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> this UPS truck has not moved any closer to my house. This will never air. <laughs> I mean, I try not to call them anything. It's because you don't have them. <laughs> and Jay does? Clearly, he's got a coach light. I got a lawn boy. <laughs> I, oh, I, can, can, can we move on, please? You know, so one one house house decoration, exterior house decoration that, that I truly yeah. love is the um the cowboy with one foot. I I'm just gonna end this again. right now and keep her moving. Nope. Because... No wait, no you're not because what Connor was saying was interesting <laughs> to me. Wait, are you talking about like the the thing from like Home Alone that the pizza guy keeps running into and everybody keeps running into like that I thing? Think I Those are just I'm garbage sorry. cans. No, 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 no. Yeah, those are just garbage cans. No, Connor, you're de- you describe what you're describing before. Describe what you're describing before. Okay, so like on someone's garage or the side of the house, right where there's kind of a post in the architecture, there is flat as like a sheet of metal, the silhouette of a cowboy who's leaning against oh. the post and he's got one foot yeah. up, right? And he's got the back of his foot pressed against the like post. That. His knees sticking out. He's smoking a cigarette. Like his hat's down. Oh, I love it when people got a cowboy on their garage. Garage nope. cowboy. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry, Xavier. If I wish what I knew about he was going to... What, 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 about what a... do you love about it? Oh, I just... I like that. I like spooky Amish stars. I like anything that's kind of magic that's supposed to attract a certain kind of house existence to a house, right? So like a... A window that has a bird stained glass in it so that more birds come to the bird window. You know? A garage that has uh, ready labor for the busy farm just silhouetted against the garage so that when the farm does need help, they're already there. I don't think that's how that works. I'm going to assign myself... Um, That's why people put it there? Connor, just for you, I'm going to assign myself some homework. Um, so I, I think you'll find this interesting ever since we moved, uh, here, um, to Southern Illinois, OPSEC, OPSEC, um, 
there is like this house that we've always referred to as the mystery house. It's on like a back road. Um, it's obviously like a newer built house, but it's very clearly abandoned. And some people call it the mystery house. Other people call it the Adams family house because it looks like the Adams family home complete with like turrets and elaborate sort of architecture and designs and what have you. Um, and it's just always been sort of a mystery. Um, it's not on the market, you know, even with me being in real estate, it's tough to find out like information on it. Like it doesn't it could look be a, it could be a city plumbing house. Cause we have a few of those in my, in my town where they're just houses that are just pipe interchanges. No, 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 no. I have an answer. Um, so about uh, a handful of months ago, well, probably about six months ago, cause this was before the during times, there was a news story that was run about the mystery house. And it's just like this dude who is like a construction worker that's just been working on building this house in his spare time. And he finally got electricity running into it. And so they did like a little interview with him. But anyway, I'll try to take a photograph. I'll try to do a drive-by if I get nice weather and I can take um, one of the cars out for a spin. I'll try to take a picture of it for you so you can see. It's definitely the kind of house you're describing where you're like, ooh, that house has certain magics. Xavier, are you saying that you've yeah. you, there's houses in your town that don't house people, they just house pipes? Yes, there there are a few in the city of Eau Claire that, that, too. that are like they have like blackout curtains and stuff on them. Somebody comes and maintains their lawn so they don't look unkempt. But they're just interchanges for pipes. It's yep. just the water supply. So it doesn't look terrible. Like... So it doesn't look terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can... So down the street from me, there's this construction site uh, up by the Washington's Crossing Bridge at 40th and Butler. Um, it's right across the street from Arsenal, which is where the old Allegheny Arsenal uh, munitions factory for for um, the Civil War for the North was. Um, that factory had an explosion that was the largest civilian casualty thing that happened during the Civil War. A whole bunch of women who were working in the factory like died because the factory blew up uh, because they weren't storing gunpowder well. So the construction site down the block had to stop work for a couple weeks because back at the beginning of July, a dude was digging up the earth with a big earth moving machine and he found a bunch of uh, Civil War cannons. Oh, I love it. The kind that have ordnance in them. And so they had to call the bomb squad and do this whole rigmarole. The operator who found the cannonballs down at the bottom of this arsenal site, kind of across the block from where this munitions factory was uh, that the federal government had, um, knew to call the bomb squad and actually knew the whole routine for what to do when there's hazardous cannonballs that you dig up from the earth. Because three years ago, when he was working on a project up at the top of Arsenal, three blocks up the hill, he dug up cannonballs back in 2017. I want a cannonball. Same operator, same company. It's like a bloodhound for cannonballs. Well, even though they've been in the ground for 160 years, they're still the property of the U.S. Army, and they've all been confiscated. Hold on a sec. Let me get on the electronic bay and see if I can get a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much could a cannonball cost? Ten dollars? I don't know. I don't know what the cannonball. Five, seven thousand dollars? I don't know. Cannonball. 
Okay. Okay. Here's a vintage three inch, four pound cannonball. It's pre-owned obviously. Uh, and it's $29 and 50 cents. How much <laughs> that, is the shipping on that, that bad boy? That $12. That's mine. Um, Are you actually buying a cannonball? <laughs> Jay, Jay, you might find that you have to repatriate it to its previous owners. Oh, here's a civil, here's a civil war, 12 pounds, solid shot cannonball from Chattanooga, Tennessee, 199.95. That's mine. Um, nice. The 18th... Really nice revolutionary war, nine pound solid shot cannonball battle of Yorktown with the, with the words nine pound battle of Yorktown, 1780 written on it. Yeah. I see that one. That's only a hundred bucks. That's the battle mine. of Yorktown. Oh my gosh. I can get a cannonball. How about this one? I like the one that's old iron cannonball question mark, civil war question mark, pig iron question mark, artillery solid shot round bullet question mark. <laughs> this person pre, does not know pre, what they have. Pre-owned 1550-1775 shipping. I'm buying that shit right now. Where's my credit card? I'm getting out the American. Old antique vintage slash vintage cannonball. I do not have much details. This has been sitting around for a while. It appears to be used with some wear scuffs scratches rust pits bumps etc i really do not know how old but appears to be very old it weighs six pounds six ounces on my scale i will ship in a flat rate envelope to save you some money on shipping <laughs> oh i don't think you can ship ammunition in a flat rate envelope but Mouse over pictures Ooh, to get wait. closer views. Please see Hold all on. pictures. Ask I've any got detailed one. questions. I've I got one for Isaac. Shipping. Check my other items. I've got one for Isaac because I think you'll like this because it has mountain in the title. Um, yeah. I dropped it in the show notes. We'll, we'll, listener, we'll drop all these in the show notes. Let's see. Civil War Cannonball CS Mountain Rifle Bolt 2-inch diameter by 5.7526 tall damage. That does yeah. not make any sense. Those words mm -hmm. are not in. Aren't these? Although the item specifics on this, the condition is used, an item that has been used previously. See the seller's listing for full details and description of any imperfections. Oh no! Here we go. This is this is what I want. This is I, this is what I want. Jay, Hold tell on. me what you want. What tell you really, what you really want, want? What you really really want? Um. Okay. This, this is, I'm buying this. I can buy it now. It's $43.99. It's can, can, can iron shot replica cannonball cannon ammunition, 12 pound made of iron 40002. It's $43.99 each. Uh, should we tell Jay's wife that he's about to buy a cannonball? No, I'll put it on the off the books credit card. Shipping twelve ninety nine. This is a steal. You think she's not gonna notice when a cannonball <laughs> shows up at your house? I'm buying but a cannonball. It'll be too late. I'm buying a cannonball live on the show right now. Hello, sign into eBay. How does it only? How does it only cost thirteen dollars to ship? Like a giant iron twelve pound. Do you think ball? they have good customer service? $60.54. Hey, Jay, if you're just like going to order stuff, I've got something you should order. No. I don't think they need good customer service because if anybody doesn't like it, well, they've got a cannonball for them. Confirm. Right, yeah. Confirm Jay, you remember the old customer customer service ad adage about um, 
you know, when, when you're having a discussion or a, I guess maybe it's a political average, a, adage, right? When you're having a discussion or a, a big debate, you always have to remember who has the cannon, right? Yep. Who in this conversation is speaking from a place of authority and power, who literally has state violence, and who doesn't? And in this case, once you have this cannonball, you'll have a cannonball. But when you interact with their customer service, you got to know that they have the cannon. So here's the thing. Your order's in. You should get it by August 25th. The total is $60.54 or a little bit more in the red. Um, and I got the order number here. Yeah, I'm going to own a cannonball. Um, can I? Okay, so two episodes from now on the 27th, we can start pestering you about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that cannonball is going to be like, I'm going to hold it in my lap like the entire time during the show. It's going to roll okay. it around on your desk. Yeah, maybe we, maybe if we could get some audio on that. Make sure this cannonball that I bought finds its way into the show notes, because I want people to know that I'm the owner of a cannonball. Put it out by your couch. Here, hold on. What I'm going to do, I'm going to... Rumble, 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 rumble. I'm going to roll this oversized D20, and then in post, I'm going to go back in and I'm going to add a bunch of effects to make it sound like I'm rolling a big cannonball. So here we go. Three, two, one. Rumble, 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 rumble. I rolled that it. That was disappointing. Uh, what do you want? I'm going to fix it in post. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, make like it was super exciting. Not, Everyone can, can react you, as if listen, the cannonball just. Can you do that to the whole podcast? Fix it in post? Listen up. In, in less than two weeks, I'm going to be the proud owner of a cannonball. Yeah, wait, Grammar Hawk's editing this one, right? <laughs> uh, somebody could have told him. But... I'm going to bring that big cannonball energy. Big ball energy. Yep. Big ball mm. energy. Yes. Have you guys ever chucked a pumpkin? Yes. Yes, tell oh, us. Yeah. Wait, did you not... I'm confused. Chuck a pumpkin. Chuck a pumpkin. Pumpkin chunkin. Pumpkin chunkin. Now, Connor, were you asking because you have not and want to vicariously experience this? Because that's what it sounded like this, when when you said, "Tell us about it." It, it. I was confused because at first I thought you were going to share your experience with anyone else who had chucked a pumpkin, but then it sounded like you had never done that yourself. Oh, well, hmm. I guess, yeah, I've only ever been punk and chunk and adjacent. I've definitely destroyed all kinds of vegetable matter over time. <laughs> you're, so you're like a compost bin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has been Are We Hey, doing I had this? something to talk about. None of you would let me talk. So now's my time. Hope Springs Eternal, there's always next week, bud. No, I'm... No. A Hope? podcast with four Hope brothers. Jay, Connor, I Xavier. Quit. <laughs> Xavier, you have to know that even though... That in every family, in every family, the youngest brother never gets what they want, but they do get everything because they're the baby brother. They're the sweet little baby brother that, in the end, gets everything and, in the end, will outlive all the, the older brothers. Xavier, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I, Go ahead, Connor. I wanted to talk about pencil sharpeners. Now, recording. this has been Are We Doing This? <laughs> <laughs> this has been Jay, everybody. Signing Jay, off. I think you'd Jay, like this. Of all the people, of all the people to be interested in pencil sharpeners, 
I think it would be you. It's, I feel like I feel like you're very high on that list. And I look forward to talking about it next week. Yeah, Jay, Bye. I don't think leaving. No, 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 Jay. Oh, all right. Each one of us is going to do a pencil sharpener outro. I've been Connor, and my favorite pencil sharpener is the one I have on my desk right here, which is a Kum, K-U-M, uh, made in Germany. Just uh, the fine point and the fatter point, uh, two sharpener pencil sharpener. Oh, you got the dual long point. Um, yeah, classic. Uh, my favorite is the uh, vintage Panasonic electric pencil sharpener, KP33 with auto stop. This is Isaac, and I have an Exacto School Pro Classroom Electric Pencil Sharpener Blue, one count, sitting on my desk, unplugged, just waiting for the school year to start. I was looking forward to pencil sharpener talk, and then Jay just cocked me. Good. No, we well, did it. We well, cocked him. Jay, I, I wanted to talk pencils with Jay. I feel hurt, and I feel betrayed. Oh, well, he doesn't get to. The, this is why you destroyed him. With your mind. I feel hurt and betrayed. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>